Hey, Jenna from the future here. During the first season of this podcast, it was called Make Your Day. So you're going to hear the old intro and references to the Make Your Day podcast. But don't worry, you're still in the building balance feed. Welcome to the Make Your Day podcast. In this episode, I'm going to cover a handful or two of things that make it easier for you to follow through on your plans, whether that's how you've planned your week or if you're starting new habits and routines. In the last episode, I talked about three reasons why it's so hard to stick to new plans, new habits, new routines. So if you didn't listen to it yet, I suggest or I would suggest that you listen to that one first before getting into this one so that you just have a a better understanding of what's going on behind the scenes when following through on something feels really hard. But let's get into the things that make it easier to follow through. So firstly, make sure that the majority of the things on your schedule or in your plans or the new habit that you're um, planning to do Make sure that they are actually important or and enjoyable to you. Because if the things on your list don't feel purposeful, or if the things in your plans don't feel purposeful, it makes perfect sense that you don't want to engage in them. There are a lot of reasons why we would put things on our list or 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 plan to do things that don't feel purposeful. Maybe we do them out of guilt or out of sense, a sense of obligation, or maybe we're just so used to doing those things that we kind of don't question it. But if we take a step back, we notice that actually I don't have any interest in doing this thing anymore. There are just, yeah, a lot of reasons why something could have made it, made its way onto your plate. And, um, it's time to kind of just let go of of as much as possible of the stuff that doesn't feel purposeful anymore. I say that it's time, but I mean, it's not that it's just time right now, but basically anytime you notice that something doesn't fit you anymore, anytime you notice that something is just feeling like you can't come up with a good reason why you're doing it aside from um, maybe people pleasing or living up to expectations and whose expectations. And sometimes even our expectations of ourselves can be too much. And there's a difference. You can feel the difference between what just doesn't seem to fit you in your life, something that feels wrong and like you're just kind of forcing it. Versus what just feels like a bit of a drag in the moment or that you kind of don't feel like, but it's still important to you in some way. And for that stuff that isn't that inspiring or exciting, but you just really got to do, um, I, I call it life tax. I think I heard this term life tax by a guest on the minimalists podcast, but I'm not exactly sure. It's been, I think, a couple of years since I heard it, but that term life tax really has stuck with me. So we all have to do some life tax. We all have to pay some life tax things to get some things that we want. But we still know that that doing that thing is in alignment with who we want to be or what we want um, to get or what we want in life. So 
one example of life tax is that if we want to go on a vacation, we also have to do the travel part. Or if we want to have clean clothes or a or a tidy house, then we got to do the laundry and we got to, you know, clean the house. So there are things like not everything is going to be enjoyable, but already when we remind ourselves of that of that life tax like why are we paying this life tax then we actually kind of get more excited to do the thing or at least for me I feel like I I feel more neutral about it instead of feeling like it's something I have to do so make sure that the majority of what you do actually feels good and makes sense to you and then when you have that, you know, life tax type stuff to do that you're not too excited about, just remind yourself of why you're doing it. Tip number two is to just keep your your plans manageable and doable. Because if you can sense, if you feel like something is a little bit overambitious, if you feel like something's not possible already, at the planning stage or if you are in a really excited space when you're planning and then that causes you to plan you too much your nervous system is going to hit the brakes once it's actually time to do the thing it's tricky because there's a part of our brain that can imagine endless possibility and it can imagine that we can get so so much done in a day which isn't necessarily possible in reality. So that is what then makes the other part of our brain overwhelmed and that kind of takes over. So it is very, very important to to make sure that your plans feel realistic to you, not just when you're super excited and feeling like that really positive, yes, we can do this, I can do anything. Like take a beat and actually think about like the person who actually has to do this stuff, the you that has to actually fulfill this thing. It's not to be negative. It's not to say you can't do this, but just, you know, remember to consider, consider her or him or them as you are planning. And then idea number three is to prep as much as possible. Set yourself up for success. So make it easier to do the thing you want to do. So um, if you want to start reading more, put your book someplace where you can see it, someplace where you normally do an activity that you are trying to replace it with. For example, if you watch a good chunk of TV, but you would like to read instead, or if you scroll your phone in a bread, in a bread, if you scroll your phone in a bed, but you would like to read instead, just put your book on your pillow, put your book on your coffee table where you usually keep the remote so that you are reminded of that thing and it's easier to do that thing. If you want to go jogging in the mornings, put your exercise clothes out somewhere, uh, maybe in the bathroom or, or wherever, where you know that you're going to see them pretty much first thing. And in a similar way, make it harder to do the things you want to do less of. So if you do want to, this is such an easy example, but I'm just going to go with it. If you do want to watch TV less, just put your remote somewhere where you don't usually keep them. So 
it just makes you think for a little bit like, oh, do I actually want to do this thing? Tip number four kind of goes to the same point, but still different. So set yourself reminders, have reminders that have reminders that remind you to do the thing. So I like to have reminders of on my phone. Some of the things that I do daily or weekly, they pop up at the same time every day or same time every week. For example, every night at 7.30, I have a reminder on my phone that I need to do my neck exercises. 7.30 is, is a time when I can pretty much assume that we're usually watching TV, either hockey or or a show of some kind. So so it's also a great time for me to just do the neck exercises at the same time. You could also put post-it notes everywhere or in the spots where you are most likely to see them when you need to do the thing or put whatever items it is that you need to do that activity or to do that task. Put those things somewhere where you'll see them. And tip number five is to make it visual. Track these actions or habits in some way so that you can actually see progress, so that you can look back on the week, on the month, maybe even on the months in the year and see all the stuff that you have actually accomplished, all the times that you have actually done the thing that you said you were going to do. This is why I really love having checkboxes for my tasks. Even if I don't do a traditional to-do list, I still have a few checkbox items to do per day. And it feels so, so good to check those off and to see um, what I've accomplished. And it's also so easy to then see what didn't I accomplish and I can reflect back on why. And as a little bonus tip, if you are having trouble prioritizing self-care activities, you can make them checkbox items too on your to-do list or in your calendar. This tricks your brain to think that they are just as important as your other tasks. But uh, don't do this if this makes it feel like self-care becomes another have to do. I think this only works if in general you're making sure that your to-dos are purposeful, that all everything on there is intentional, um, like we talked about in point one. It needs to be important to you. It needs to feel good to you. And now we are at point number six, which is to have a plan B. So let's say that there is a routine that you do every day or, or that there's a structure in your week that you try to stick to. But if something goes wrong or if you suddenly have a really busy week or or you're pressed for time for some reason, it's good to have a little bit of a plan B in mind. Kind of like deciding that what can you still do to honor your plans so that you feel like you stuck to them or stuck to what matters while you were able to be flexible with all the other stuff that happened in life. So for example, let's say that you have a one hour morning routine. Maybe there's a half hour of exercise in there and then some journaling or making breakfast or having tea out on your balcony, whatever it is. And suddenly there's a morning when you have maybe a doctor's appointment or something. Something is different and you don't have that much time in the morning unless you 
wake up at 5 a.m. or or something that doesn't feel good to you. So it's good to decide like, what can I do? What would be my 10 minute version of this? Is it that I do a quick um, sun salutation and I write down my three priorities for the day or three things I'm excited about in my journal and that's it? Or what's a five minute version? So to kind of just stay curious about what can I do to honor my plans? And even if you're just in the moment, even if this happens in the moment and you haven't even had time to think about a plan B, but instead of saying, okay, I only have 15 minutes, which means I can't do my morning routine. And then you just chuck it out the window. Can you ask yourself, okay, what can I do in five minutes that will still honor my morning routine? What what can I do to still ground myself this morning, even though I don't have that full hour right now? So that is something that I would, would encourage you to think about upfront for certain things that you that you do on a daily or weekly basis, but also to just ask yourself, at least in the moment, if you if life just suddenly happens or something is different and you can't do things in the way that you're used to doing them. And point number seven is to have accountability. Um, maybe you want to have an accountability friend or maybe the trackers to be, you know, accountable to yourself are enough. But some kind of accountability is super helpful. I find it really helpful because I... Um, I mean, we are all adults, so <laughs> so it is really hard, at least for me, to say, okay, like, unless I do this and this and this, I don't get to do whatever. Like, if I don't do this, I also don't get to watch Grey's Anatomy or something like that. Like, I'm an adult. I know I can go watch Grey's Anatomy whenever. So that type of accountability doesn't work for me. But, for example, just me... Being so public about my time management, me knowing that, um, like, I try to now publish a podcast episode once a week, but uh, before this, I have done a YouTube video every Wednesday uh, for a year and a half, or at some point I switched it to Thursday, but but I still had a really consistent um, thing going on, so I know that I'm accountable in some way to other people, even if I don't necessarily know even like 1% of the people <laughs> that are that are watching and listening, I still am accountable to you, right? So that really helps me. And then just having business owner friends and, and one friend in particular, Lauren, we are often in touch about what we're up to, what we're doing. So that also adds that that um, feeling of you know I wanna I wanna keep my word I wanna show that I am doing the things that I set out to do. Now it is different when something happens and and it makes sense to switch your plans. So I am not saying that accountability needs to be about perfection or about making sure that you do the exact things. But having somebody who's looking out for you and someone who's an interested party in what's going on, that's really helpful because it kind of keeps you, it helps me want to do good, right? 
So yeah, if there is someone you can think of in your life, or if you are someone who is just really good at being accountable to yourself, or if you can be accountable like I am, um, more like in this public way, then that is all really, really helpful. I just realized that there's something I really need to say because I've covered quite a long list of ideas for following through on your plans and maybe it's starting to feel a bit overwhelming. So the idea isn't to try and do all of these things per change or per habit or per plan you have. I'd say that pick the thing or the things that you think will work for you and pick them based on the situation. For example, there might be some things that you have zero resistance around that you don't really need any motivation for, but that you just forget. So for those things, it's good to have reminders. And then if you're the type of person who really thrives on accountability, get that for yourself. Or if you're the type of person who really gets excited to see visual progress, which is me, you're probably just going to love having some visual ways to to track your progress. And my final encouragement, really, and not so much a tip, but an encouragement to you, is to just treat it all as an experiment. So if you mess up, instead of judging yourself and kind of focusing on the messing up part, I would suggest to stay curious about why it didn't work out. See what you can learn was there something that you could have done just differently? Or was there something in the plan that just didn't fit you? Was it just the circumstances? Because sometimes life just happens and it's not your fault that something didn't work out, right? And then as an experimenter, as a researcher, remember that you are allowed to iterate again and again until you figure out what works for you and allow yourself to iterate again when that thing that used to work doesn't work anymore. And just as like a sort of final note is that when you do get a miss, when you do have a day when you didn't um, follow your plans or, or fulfill a habit that you're trying to make into a daily thing, Just remind yourself that as long as you keep trying again, the path for your new thing will keep getting stronger in your brain. And eventually it'll be just another habit, another routine, another pattern, which makes it easier to do. This is actually why I think it's so important that I include WhatsApp support into my one-on-one coaching package, because it helps just so much to have someone to troubleshoot with When you're getting started with new routines and you want to make them sustainable and you want to make them work for you, but it can sometimes be hard to sort of see the big picture or it can just be really helpful to get that fresh perspective from somebody else. I really do love getting and sending off voice notes to to get to solve some problems quickly with my clients versus having to wait for a coaching call to figure things out. Anyway, that was all from me today. 
If you like this episode, I would love it if you could share a screenshot of it on Instagram of just your phone, the screenshot on your phone of this episode and tag me so that I can say hi. And if you're not a subscriber already, remember to hit that subscribe button so that you get future episodes onto your podcast feed. Thank you so much for spending your valuable time with me. I hope to be in your ears again soon. Bye.